people mistake it because they see the conversion event, whether it's a five-day challenge, a webinar, or a masterclass as a one-week event. No, it's a three-month event. A three-month event by virtue that you start warming up your list early. You start getting JV partners early. There needs to be that entire thought process. That's where most people screw up more than anything else. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm super excited because today we're going to be talking about or putting all the different pieces of your product together. And I've invited James Lamb onto the show, who is from Look Ahead Marketing. He helps heart-centered entrepreneurs discover their superpowers and then use those gifts to shape their businesses into change-making enterprises. Now, that's something that you all know that is true to my heart. So, James, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here, Samantha. All righty, let's jump in. You actually had a successful photography company, I believe. I, I, I did, and, and, and I do. It's, I did, and I do. It's, this is the start of my entrepreneurial career. Uh-huh. We started about 12 years ago. We started what's called Learn Photography Alberta. Now, for those of you who don't know, Alberta is a province in Canada. There's two major cities here, and we, we used to do, ha- we still do, hands-on photography classes for beginners. That was our thing. That's where I cut my teeth as an entrepreneur. Nowadays, fast forward many years later, we're in 10 locations around the world. We've had over 5,000 students go through the doors. We have a a killer online product and the premise is still the same. It's still hands-on photography classes that are fun for the amateur photographer, right? And it's really there because you talked about helping heart-centered entrepreneurs and you talked about figuring out the puzzle pieces and that was really the basis for figuring those things out, Samantha. I love that. And you've got over 5,000 students and I think that's absolutely phenomenal. So when you're going to be sharing this today, there is some really good foundations there. This isn't just pie in the sky dreaming, which is always what I love when I get amazing guests onto the show. So I find that there's a lot of people that have got this amazing gift and they really struggle to pull it together in a way that's unique to them. And I know this is something that you talk about because there's a lot of gurus, marketers out there that teach their systems and they say, just sort of pick this up and put it down and uh, and do this thing. And it, it doesn't work. And it doesn't mean that it didn't work for them, but it doesn't mean that it will work for us. So can you start off by talking about, you know, how do we start to see our gift and bring it into existence in a way that we can monetize it. Well, that's a that's a really you you, you said a whole bunch of triggering things for me there, Samantha. Uh, yeah, yeah, I bet I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk for a second about something that's universal. And you're absolutely right. One of the challenges we face as entrepreneurs is information and opportunity overload. That is one thing that is going to be constantly in front of you is how do you build your business? There's so many ways that could possibly work and all of them are amazing, right? So that's something we have to figure out. Now, 
one thing that I'm really clear about with my people is, is I work with a lot of heart-centered coaches. Uh, I have online healers. I have online coaches. I have course creators. That tends to be my jam. And, and a lot of them are just saying, oh, I just want to I just want to teach or I want to coach or this is my zone of genius. And, and the challenge is it's such a big, uh, they, they go so big, it's, it's ridiculous. And what do I mean by this? They're worried that people are, they're going to be found out by people. And I don't know if that makes sense to you, Samantha, but you know, for my people, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a healer and you're, and I keep going, why are you a healer? Oh, I want to help people. Okay. Why do you really want to be healer? Because, you know, I experienced, okay, let's go a little bit deeper. And, and when we go deep enough, what we find is every single person who I work with, that includes you, who is a listener is going to have i I'm going to call it a God given gift. That's slightly different than anybody else. And the thing you have to remember is to bring it to powerful, like to, for people to see it, you have to wrap your product, your marketing, your message around that gift. And that is the number one problem that I see is people hire messaging coaches. They hire different strategy coaches because they are insecure about the gift. Yeah. Once you realize it is so different, you're going to realize how you proceed forward. Now, am I saying hire, don't hire the people? No, I'm not. I'm saying trust your gut and build something special that's built uniquely around you. Mm. You said something interesting there is that that people feel very vulnerable with pairing that back, which is really interesting because that's where the that's where the gold is, right? Yes. What are some different ways that we can start to get really clear on what that is? You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example. Okay, so so one thing I work with my people a lot is they're like, I just want to work with people who struggle with this, and my question is always. What is the transformation? What is the transformation that you are more capable of anybody else in the world of creating? Okay. We had somebody who, who came into my program and she was high up on, and, and this is not my jam, but high up on the Reiki mastery level. Mm -hmm. And she also did some crystal healing and she did some, uh, she did some, some, you know, other energy healings modes. And she's like, I don't know if I should sell the energy healing or the Reiki or the crystal or the dream exercise or the hypno, like James mm -hmm. Lamb, what should I lead with? And I said, Nizreen, lead with you. What can you create? that's better than anybody else. And so she sat there for a second, instead of saying, I'm an energy healer, I'm a crystal healer, I'm, I do Reiki. She actually, we actually took the best of each section, combined it together. And now what Nizreen does is she actually works together with families and, and, and young mothers to heal themselves, heal their children, heal their friends and family. So what I'm trying to say is we tend to put ourselves in a box too often because that is what we see out there as competition. When in reality, you are situated, your experiences, your history, your knowledge, your skills are specifically situated for one kind of transformation and nobody can touch you for that transformation because you were the best at it. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. So once people know what their genius is and, and I experienced this too, there's a lot of I guess, angst on how to pull this, this program or this, let's say product, that's the words that you use to pull this product together. What can you, well, let's start off with foundations. What can you talk about in regards to products and how different they need to be? Okay. Uh, great question. First of all, there, there, there's so many different ways to, to answer this. Uh, first of all, congratulations on putting out a product. Number one, Number two, right? One of the things that people fear typically is going to be, oh my God, there's competition. Now I need to make mine exactly like there. And, and the truth is competition is a great thing because competition tells you what? 
that there is a market for what you're about to create. Okay. Number two, number three, one thing that, that I always talk about for my people is, you know, before you go and spend all this time creating the product, creating the course, creating whatever you're creating, go and see if this thing is going to sell first. And it's as simple as this. Hey, Samantha, I'm doing a new course on being seen on Facebook. Would you like to join in? It's, it's $197. You could help create it. Samantha says, yes, I would be thrilled. And that's how you test the market and, and figure it out, right? It's not a complicated ask. The, the challenge that I see, Samantha, more than anything else is inside our heads. Uh, for my people, it's blocking them. It's that imposter syndrome being able to show up for something, expecting to be the expert, uh, worried about what if they got find out. And the truth is, like I said earlier, you are cut out for a specific type of transformation. So based on your knowledge, skills, experiences, my friends, go and create a transformation that is unique to you. And who's to say it's wrong? Because there's going to be a special group of people who will follow you, who get you, who understand, and who you're going to be really successful with. Mm. So on that, are you in the camp build it and then market it? Or are you in the camp, build your audience first and then create your course? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I'm in either camp. I think my camp is sell it and then figure it out. And, and that's what I've done in the past is, is, is we've done a bunch of beta programs. Some of them have flown really well. Some of them have not flown. And the beautiful thing is I don't spend all that time uh, creating something that I can't sell right? Because there's no point, categorically, no point in doing that. So so when I have an idea, the, the biggest thing to keep in mind when you have an idea is, and you have to have an audience to test this with is saying, you know, in your wheelhouse, in your wheelhouse, talk about um, this is the transformation I'm trying to create. Would you help me craft it? And having an idea about doing it. And that is, is that is some of the, 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 two, the two lines there are some of the most powerful you can have to test drive an idea because if people want to do it, they see your genius, they're willing to put money into it. You know, that is an amazing thing. And that is how we tend to test all the products here. So one of the things I tell my people is don't build anything until you sell it. And then when you sell it, panic and build it on the way. Mm. And, and believe it or not, that is what 99.9% .9 of, 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 of coaches do in this industry. Totally. And I was going to say, you and I are in the same camp, so at least we can hang out together while we're uh, <laughs> you know, sitting around the campfire because <laughs> that's where I'm at too. There's, I, you know, I've talked about it before, but I did have a client and I just, she wasn't a client at this time that went away. She, she went overseas into this beautiful tropical area, you know, hired a film crew, put this thing together, built her whole course and then came back to Australia and sold zero of them. And it just breaks my heart that people think that they need to do it that way. Yes. Through fear, actually, let's talk about this, through fear of what if I sell it? And I'm sure you hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. What if I sell it and then, you know, I, I run out of time or I get tired or I don't, you know, I can't create it fast enough. You must see this all the time. Can you share a little bit around, you know, some, some tips to be able to get in the headspace to be able to, to sell it first? That, that, is a, that is a hugely loaded question and, and it's a really good one, okay? I'm, I'm gonna back up what you said first. And, and, and what I wanna talk about is if you're brave enough to do this and you sell it and you build it when you, when you deliver it, one of the beautiful things you get feedback right on the spot. Mm. So you know exactly what they're struggling with, you know exactly where to go. And sometimes the, the courses take weird terms that you don't expect them to and, that, and, and you're better for it, okay? Number one. Now, in terms of the headspace, I'm going to tell you about an acquaintance who I know, who I've known for three years. And the reason why I know this for three years is because three years ago, I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing a course on being your own CFO. 
Great. That sounds amazing because most entrepreneurs don't know how to read numbers. Uh huh. How's it going? Oh, it's really good. It's really important. Okay. Three years later, what do you think he said? I'm like, how's the, how's the course going? Oh, I'm, I'm almost done the course on being a CFO. Uh-huh. Have you sold any? No. And so being stuck in that mode, make no mistake, my friends, and some of you are going to be get triggered. And this is what we're here for, mm-hmm. is it's a way of hiding. Mm. More than anything else, it's a way of busying yourself so you don't have to worry about putting yourself into the world, busying yourself so you don't, so you never, you know, you're worried about people judging you. And so you'd never have that fear of people judging you because you never put this thing out. Right. And so you feel like you're doing work when in all eventuality you aren't. And I'm going to tell you this much. Okay. In my, in my, in my group coaching course called superpowered business success, the, the cream on top that we always do is, is going to be a, some type of pilot, some type of beta. And so of, of my students, about 50 or 60%, depending on the cohort, will monetize to the tune of anywhere between $2,500 and $28,000. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm telling you this is the other 40 or 50%, what do you think doesn't happen? They don't make the ask. And so the reason why I'm telling you this is it's one of the fundamental, like, like, like all of a sudden we, we talk about levels in entrepreneurship, right? Samantha. And, and it's one of the levels up when you are strong enough to be able to sell something you God given, like you believe in, or even if you don't believe in, you find the courage to do it, that levels you up. And what happens is you deliver all the goods. People tell you how amazing you really are. And then you go about it in a different way. You've leveled up as an entrepreneur. Congratulations. A lot of people won't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's one of the, the wisdom drops I'm going to tell you right now. That's one of the times when you need to find courage to step into fear because the other side is worth it. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. I love that you said that because, um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, when I don't feel as fearful or, you know, when I feel courageous or all of those things, but everyone feels fear. Every single person feels fear doing that. So what do you see in that sort of that 50 to 60% of people that do go out and sell their product? What are some of the the traits that they have or some of the some of the parts of themselves that they tap into that has them crossing the line? Like, let's really open this up now. What do people need to really mm. tap into? You know what? I've never been asked that question and I'm trying to formulate the answer really quickly. And I think I have three different traits that are coming to mind. Okay. One of them we've talked about is courage, Mm -hmm. right? Courage isn't the absence of fear. Make no mistake, my friends. Courage is being afraid and doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. And and so we get them to a point, and this is the importance of community, right? Community Mm -hmm. lifts you up and you find the courage to be able to jump into the void, not knowing how it's going. And then all of a sudden they're like, James, I got five people. Oh my goodness. Good for you. James, now it's 12. Oh my goodness. Good for you. James, now I have 20. Does that make sense? And, and then they always say, I have this beautiful, James and you are the beautiful community I have to, I have to, to thank. Okay? Number two, I think is being eminently coachable. So, so having the trust to be able to, to absorb the content and say, you know what, it's going to scare me and I'm going to do it anyway. That's more than, you know, there are some people who I know if they, if they launch a beta product, they'll probably make about $100,000. 
that that's that's some of the fish I get. Like like I just know that that would happen. And here I am being like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Oh, I I you know the the the, the Mercury is in Gatorade and the Moon is in eclipse, so I can't do it now. <laughs> whatever the, whatever the terminology yeah, is, I've got it <laughs> right. And it never happens. And this uh-huh. is one of my biggest frustrations. I can see it, and sometimes we just can't get over the fear. It doesn't matter how much mind mapping we do. It doesn't matter how much energy work we do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So so you know sometimes. Times, Samantha, I'm sure you have the same thing. When I say, you know what, you're ready. Mm-hmm. They're ready, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to do it. Okay. Um, the 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 third thing is this unbelievable. How do I say this? This unbelievable drive for more. Mm. Okay. There is that drive for more, and I'm going to give you an example. Okay. I had someone, she's a breakthrough coach. She's one of my favorite people in the world. And on her beta, she, she got 10 people. I'm not sure how she got 10 people because she only had five people on her email list for real. And I'm not joking. So somehow she scored more people than her email list, which we all That's look at each so other. We're like, awesome. I want to do that too. Exactly. <laughs> right? and, <laughs> and, 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 and so she did it. And, and part of her drive was when she was younger, she had cancer. Mm-hmm. And and so she really has this innate drive to make every day count. This innate drive that I, you know, one day I might lose this, so I'm going to throw caution to the wind and just do the best that I possibly can, right? So I think it's going to be those 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 three things: it's finding the courage, being eminently coachable, right, and 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 have some ambition in your life. And you're listening to the podcast; you have ambition. Sometimes we just have to tap into it. Mm-hmm. I really love all of those. And I want to tap into coachable a little bit because a lot of people talk about being coachable, Mm -hmm. but I really want to hear what your definition of this is because something that I've been in business for almost 30 years now and I've had a coach for 20 of those, not the same coach, different coaches, Mm -hmm. and all of them always say to me, oh, you just you're so coachable because I just go right. It's just like drop the drop the um, facade and it's just like give it to me and I want all of the the feedback like so I can just lean in. I would love to hear what your definition of being coachable is. I, I think we share the same definition. I, I'm trying to figure out what it is, and uh, we have somebody who's who's going through launch right now, and it's her first big launch with a five day challenge. And I will give you an example. So three weeks ago, she started saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working on my presentation now. And I said, well, how many JV partners do you have? I have two. That's not enough. You need to get another 23. Go out and find 23 more partners. Oh, okay, okay. And so she did it and she didn't work on her thing. And then, and then she said, okay, well, now, James, I have 25 partners. Like, like how I'm going to work on my presentation. Well, you're not ready yet. You need to make sure that everybody gets a reminder sequence to attend the five day, the, the five day challenge. Oh, I haven't done that. Okay. I'm going to right. And, and so I think that's, that's, that's what it is because in her mind, and she told me this today, cause she's doing the offer today and, and everything looks good. She has good attendance. She has good comments. She has good engagement. She's got like, like everything looks good. And she would not have been able to do that if she had focused on the offer. Mm. Right. In her, her mind, she was like, I, I just wanted to, I thought I would, I would like just be perfect with the offer. And, and so coachable means being able to open your paradigms enough where you listen and you execute. I think, I think in my mind that that is it. Mm. I, I've had a bunch of people in my mastermind and I can, you know, Samantha, you know, I think all coaches have a, have a best before date. 
And what I mean by a best before day for some people is sometimes people get in their heads or or they don't like what you have to say. And, and so when we actually stop listening, that's when the value goes away. When we start arguing back, you know, I have a friend of mine and I, I, a dear friend and, and, and she asked me questions and I'm like, I would do this if I were you. And she said, okay, I'll check with this person. And I'm like, you're not coachable because if you're checking with this person, then you're not really listening to what I said, even though you asked for help, right? So that is an example of, of someone who's really coachable versus someone who thinks they are and, and actually really isn't. Totally, totally. I want to touch on something else that you said in there because you glossed over it so quickly and there's absolute gold. So I want to shine a light onto it. And that is that the client, uh, the case study that you were just talking about then, it was all about the marketing. She had to get the JV partners. She had to. And I want you to talk to this because I also know we're in the same camp here. You and I are going to be having a lot of fun in camps. Um, that the deliver deliverables don't matter as much as what people think they do. That just getting a deliverable that is amazing is not going to get you over the line. And the marketing is more important. And of course, when we're in our genius, the deliverable happens in like, just like that. It's, it's yeah. easy. Can you talk to this? Because I think this is something that a lot of people hide behind creating the deliverables and not working on their marketing so much. Yeah, it's 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 another way that that we hide, right? It, it's another way that we hide. It, entrepreneurship is not easy. Mm-mm. You know, people people fail in one of three areas: they fail in administration, they fail in operations, or they fail in marketing. More often than not, Samantha, you and I see the same thing: it's failure in marketing more than anything else. Mm. And and one of the challenges I I think is yes, the close is really important, and I've seen people screw this up over and over and over again, right? If you were a genuine person with a half decent reputation and your pricing and your promise are okay, you're going to close something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if you have enough people, the, the challenge is, you know, when they think about doing a conversion event, they just dump, jump to the end right away. And, and, and realistically, we need to give it the best chance of life that's possible, right? We need to get the maximum number of, of opt in. So I think people mistake it because they see, the conversion event, whether it's a five-day challenge, a webinar, a masterclass as a one-week event. No, it's a three-month event. A three-month event by virtue that you start warming up your list early. You start getting JV partners early. Like, like There needs to be that entire thought process, right? It's almost like a rocket launch. You're like, well, I guess all we have to do is land on the moon. Well, what about the takeoff? What about the safety? What about the checks? What about the training? What about the... And, and that's all the preamble that you need. And that's what's going to get you at least a simple shot at the moon, right? And that's that's what this is all about. And that's where most people screw up more than anything else. Mm, I love that so much. So you talked about pricing and promise. Let's touch on pricing first, because this is a huge rabbit hole for so many people. I don't know how much to charge. How do I know how much to charge? Do you have some sort of guideline for for how to charge? And I'm really interested to hear this. <laughs> yes. The answer is end in seven. <laughs> so it could be whatever you want. It can be 1997 or 4.9. And, 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 and I joke with Samantha, but there is some reality in that. For some reason, ending in seven is a good thing. And I, I don't understand why. And, and we just do. Okay. Number one. I think for me, it's it's a combination of of three things, mm-hmm. okay? And, and I've told my students this, and, and so no one outside my students have heard this. So this is really interesting. It's like a triangle on money flow, and I call it the money flow triangle. So these are the three things that need to line up. Number one, 
you must have like, what's your faith level in yourself? Number one, number two, what's your confidence in the course? So uh, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. My opinion, I I sell my course for 1997 all day long and it's worth that altogether because the honestly God truth, Samantha is that most of the people who I talk to will never make it without my course. So do you think I have any hangups about selling it for 1997? I don't because, because it's, it can change your life and it has changed so many lives. Okay. So, so confidence in self, confidence in the product. Number three, is that money flow. That is the hardest one to characterize, okay? I know we're talking about marketing. I am one of the most spiritual people you can find. In fact, I find most entrepreneurs somewhat, we are somewhat spiritual. You believe in God or universe or angels or or whatever, or fate or whatever it is. You have to have that on your side. In this case, is money flow. How how abundant is your thinking or your belief? And so that's how I price it. it like we always have the range of between one ninety seven and nineteen ninety seven for the program. Where do you fall based on that triangle trifecta? Where do you think we can make it? Because you know, just based on what they say, I say, well, it's a four ninety seven course or it's a nine ninety seven course, and that that's part of the genius and coaching. Because Samantha, you and I have seen so many programs come and go. And we have so many programs and their price point is so we inherently intuitively know we're like, that's not a 497 course. That should be a 1997 course. And you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're not going to sell any because it's too cheap. Exactly. Or there's no way that's an $8,000 course. It's a $197 course. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, James, I, I thought you told this person that 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 you to price more and sell more. Yes, for that person, because their money flow is different from you. Mm. Mm. I love that you talked that money flow is actually a belief. And that is definitely something I work with my clients with is to help believe in themselves that the I'm sure the people that you work with as well, they're super smart cats, like they're really, really Mm -hmm. good at what they do. So the problem isn't the the confidence in the course. The problem isn't so much that they doubt themselves. But the problem is that they don't have the belief that they're able to make that amount of money. So I yes. love that you've talked about that. This, this is an interesting thing. So some people who are listening on the calls, make no mistake, you can be millionaires. Do you think you can? Mm. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're walking, like, no, don't walk into a pole. But <laughs> if you're on a bus or something like that, like close your eyes and think about it. Think about it. Do you think you can be a millionaire? And that's where it starts because you can, everybody who's listening can, what are you going to do about it? Mm. Yeah. But we need to turn that thinking to believing because it Mm -hmm. goes, then it's like, do you think you can be a millionaire? Now do you believe that you can be a millionaire? Because you're right. We all can totally. You also mentioned promise, which I want to touch on because there's a lot of people that um, that struggle with this so much. I'm sure you've got some sort of framework or um, amazing insights into being able to craft the promise. The, the promise is, is, is one of the, so, so it's a 12 week course that I run, right? The promise is in the beginning and it's my hardest to go. And, and I, I have to tell you straight out, like there, there's a lot of intuition. There's a lot of energy going here. The promise, I will tell you this much is, is really wrapped around um, what your best gift is. So I, I do run, you know, I, I do have a guide and, and, and this is one of the things that you, that you and I talked about earlier. I do have a guide and I do currently have a workshop that, that, that talks a lot about 
figuring out what your promise or what you bring to the universe and how to wrap a product around it and how to price it and and how to how to figure out the marketing for this right because honestly what happens is is if i come on the market as an energy healer or as intuitive which i, I probably could these days or, or or getting over your past paradigms or, or mindset stuff right like like samantha you and i have gone through so much reading and so much coaching and stuff like that we probably can do this of course ourselves and, and what's the first thing people tell you to do in, in the room where they're like, have you done your market research on things? And so you go into your market research, you're like energy healing for coaches. You're like, oh my goodness, look at all these people mm. and, and look at how smart they are. And I will never be able to do this. And so what happens is you you glare in and you fixate on things you're missing in your own program that you've created or, or outlined anyways, right? And, and so all of a sudden it becomes this bastardization of what you truly can bring into the world. Yes. Right. And so the promise needs to be really unique. And that's and and I think in many ways, you know, we've kind of reflected a bunch of stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to build the business around you. There's lots of things, your knowledge, your skills, your flow with energy, your belief in product, the community does it lift you up. Have you found a mentor? Have you have you gone through failure? And, and I'm going to tell you this much. You need to go through failure before you find success. Mm hmm. 100%, 100%. Now, you did just mention your guide then. I know that you have this, the guide so that you can build a business around who you are, so that you are leaning into your gift and not coming across like everyone else. Can you share a little bit around um, what else, like, you know, what is in this and where we can get a copy? Yes. So if you go to uh, lookaheadmarketing.com slash freebie or go into the show notes, and Mr. Samantha is kind enough to put a, a web link there, you can find it there. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a bonus tier too, my friend. Are, are you ready for this? So that's going to help you do it. The, the honest to goodness truth is, it's, I, I'm going to say it straight out, it's going to be easier if you talk to someone like um, Samantha or I. That's, that's just the reality because we've had so much experience doing this and we've seen so many people coming through. At press time, when we're recording this, I do have free workshops and I will continue to have free workshops. Okay. The workshops are typically about 90 minutes. And, and I'm going to tell you this much right now, press time. I have about 20 people come into the workshop and only five of them have their camera on. So those five get monumental feedback. So it's a really good opportunity to, to come and join me. So watch out for those workshops when they come online, because I change them once every three months. And it's always going to be something around building the business around you. And there's always going to be a piece around belief and around what could your product be. Mm. Love it. So of course, head over there. You can grab that in the Influence by Design podcast in the show notes there. The link will be there. James, it's been great to chat with you today and hear everything that you've talked about. What's the one thing that you want to leave our listeners with today in regards to creating their product around their genius? Great question. Oddly enough, I think I'm going to say, and, and this is oddly self-serving and it's not meant to be, find community or find a mentor to help you out. Because what you're going to say to yourself is not going to be your truest power. You know, we have many fears in life. We have a fear of failure. We have a fear of, of being ignored. We have a fear of loneliness. The biggest fear entrepreneurs face more than anything else is the fear of, fail, or fear of success. My bad. Yeah. Fear of success more than anything else is what we fit, what we what we can't see, like what happens when we're successful, all our friends will change, things mm -hmm. will change. And the subconscious doesn't like this unknown. And, and so the reason why I'm saying is find a, a mentor because what they've done is they kind of show you the way to get there. They show you a map of what is possible, what other people have done. So it's not as scary. So all of a sudden you have a, a much wider birth to be able to dream about what is possible and what you bring to the world. 
I love that so much. James, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and your insights today. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, Samantha. It's been wonderful being here. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.